episode number 339. I am your host, Norman Sanzo. To me today is Daniel Anthony. What's up, Norman? How are you? I'm fine. I'm good. I am at home. I am doing the works, doing the editing and stuff. Like, I am home. Yes, you don't have PCD. That is why I must have done something wrong. Nah, man. It's like my... Uh, how do I put this? My PCD was uh, done okay. Like, let's just say that I'm tired. Like, I'm trying to keep this healthy sleeping schedule because I brought this new watch or this new health band or whatever it's called. And it tells me I should go to sleep at 10 a.m. Oh, sorry, 10 p.m. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> no, it says I should go to sleep at 10 p.m. Oh, and stuff. It tracks my sleeping. Yeah, I mean, it's good because my pillow tells me go to go back to sleep at 10 a.m. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, but it's, I'm trying to live the healthy lifestyle. And yeah, you know what? I don't, I don't Why care. did you have to buy a band? The whole of Twitter asked me to go sleep at 10 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's because that um, I, I saw my mother had one and I thought it was cool because it tracks your heartbeat, it tracks your uh, steps you take, it's a pedometer at the same time too, and it tells a time. I have I have a Casio watch that tells time, but the button for it to glow green is dead. So just imagine if you're in the theaters, you want to look at the time, you can't. So uh, I pull out my phone. Oh, that's rude. That is so rude. That's why I don't go to the theater. <laughs> no, but that's besides the point. That's besides the point. Um, how are you, man? How how have you been? Like, um, how was everything after Sea uh, Pony Con? By the way, this is one week after Sea Pony Con. Exactly one week, actually. I mean, it's exactly at the time of recording now. It's exactly the one week from the night in between. It's been, uh, I kind of swung straight back into work after coming back on Monday. I arrived at home at about 1am on Tuesday morning and I had to work on Tuesday and I've been working all the way up until just about four hours ago from this call. So it's like, ah, gosh, it's just every day of work, 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 work all the way up. So glad to finally be able to have a bit of a break from that. Wow. I, I think you need it, man. Like after the hard work you did last week. Yeah. You really need the break. I mean, I need it, but I don't want it. <laughs> all right, all right. So, um, anywho, I'm going to tell the audience at home that this week is no news week. I, I know there's a few, uh, whatchamacallit, news that are kind of interesting, like how the Equestria Girls series are not on EQD, sorry, not on Netflix anymore and so on. But you, you can decide for yourself because those kind of news are, oh, the license agreement's done, so on, blah, 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 whatever. So, this week, I'm going to focus on Dan here with SeaPonyCon because that passed Dang. and I, I, I want to do a retrospect because usually what I usually do is record myself talking about the Shrek that I bought but I'm too lazy to do that so I'm just going to do this instead and bring along Dan to talk about stuff. So Dan, um, if you don't mind, I'm going to talk about my experience for the con and I'm sure that you sure, want sure. to hear what I have to say. Yeah, and I mean, part of your part of the swag that you picked up at the con can be part and parcel, parcel of the experience because vendors are a big part of the con as well. Oh, true that, true that. And, well, talking about the convention, um, I came on the Friday and things were not done yet. And I think you had a funny story about that one, right? Uh, it's an interesting thing what happened on uh, Friday night is actually I had to go out to collect some extra stuff for the convention, but then it just so happened that we haven't had dinner yet. And we were headed to Harbourfront, which was just one or no, two train stations away. It was uh, 
Labrador Hopper Villa and then Harbourfront from the venue. But uh, Nidy, the third member of our founding team and also our core team, was in um, Lavender, which was further down, almost like in the middle of the town, in a in a place of Singapore appropriately named Kampong Glam. <laughs> all right. I'm, ser- I'm saying this in all seriousness. The place is called Kampong Glam. And the reason he was there was because he was at the Kumoya Cafe, for which was having a My Little Pony crossover that, that I mean, it's on for a few months until December. So he was there and uh, he asked us to come over for dinner. I was like, no, we got to prepare for a con. But... <laughs> Uh yeah, and I, I admit that was that irresponsible of me to just go out and then you know indulge on the night before a con. I shouldn't have done that, but uh we went to meet up with him and also to well, it was also going away we managed to actually touch base with some of the volunteers who were actually there that night who were uh having dinner with them because uh, we didn't call all our volunteers on day zero. And uh yeah, we had this uh really interesting food over there. It was pricey as all hell. It was like twelve Dollars fifty cents for a bowl of karage. Mm-hmm. Uh, did did you did you go? Yeah, I went on the Sunday after. Well, uh, it was quote unquote after, but it was during the uh, them fighting herds panel. Well, not really panel. It was a fighting tournament. So yeah, oh, the tournament, right? It was during. Oh, that, so, so so you missed out, I think, on Singaporean style. Oh yeah, I mean, it was kind of the situation where I needed to go there because. It's one of those things where, hey, I'm in Singapore. This restaurant, quote-unquote, is happening now. And I told people to, hey, if you go there, do report to us. Nobody reported. So I have to report on the <laughs> cafe itself. So you it's, know what? Uh, it's let, definitely an experience. Sorry, let, let's, talk about, sorry, let's talk about the cafe because uh, I've been there, you've been there. So how do you, what do you think, man? Like, what did you... How do you feel and what's your experience? Well, my verdict is that it's not the kind of place I would go to twice. Definitely, you know, I'll go there to kind of just, um, what do you call it, get the experience because it's talked about a lot. Poked me and said, hey, why, don't, why aren't you talking to them? Why aren't you collaborating with them and stuff? No. And I'm like, uh, you know, yeah, that's, the, the kind of deal is that, okay, this is an officially licensed cafe in Singapore. That means they have got a line to Hasbro and I'm... I'd rather not deal with that kind of paperwork because, hey, we're not that big of a con. Our convention ticket costs less than a burger there. <laughs> yeah, 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 man. Wow. And, okay. Uh, going there was an experience because it was so jarring to see uh, this stretch of road with nothing really much to it. And you see the Kumoya store mm-hmm. and it has ponies. And well, it has not much in the daytime, in the nighttime, but the daytime is pretty bustling. When I went there, it wasn't that much. But Wait, what? You, yeah, it wasn't that much. Like, okay. Uh, during what, the, I, I forgot what time was it. Like, my panel starts at 2, I think on the 4 p.m. slot. Okay, I see, I see. But anyway. Sunday uh, could be, maybe, I don't know. True, probably. But I just imagine this. Uh, you go there, uh, you see the pony standees, you see the pony... Um, the wallpapers, yeah, the tables, and then up. suddenly you hear the My Little Pony. Uh, okay, I want to say this right because this is funny. Because uh, Julie the Dragon, he said he said this one funny thing, and iTunes, why don't you? Okay, uh, iTunes is opening, and I need to look at the album. Sorry about this, folks at home. I am not prepared. So okay, uh, what I was saying, yeah, and Kumoya, they have the pony music blaring out blaring out on the loudspeakers and then I heard oh song okay this song that song oh it's repeating on this song oh they're using the Friendship is Magic 
uh, first album, Song of Friendship and Magic. Okay. And then, when we were in the restaurant, the song was playing, and then the next song came on, and I sang the song. Jewel, he asked me, how the hell do you know what's the next track? Oh, and I just told him, oh, this is the CD from the album. Oh, so you, you memorized the CD sequence. Yeah. <laughs> Right, like that's been my jam for the last what of uh, two plus years. So yeah, I yeah that's. <laughs> I mean, I listen in shuffle most of the time, so that's why I don't really remember. Okay, sorry, I listen in repeat most of the time because I like one song. I'm gonna keep playing it until <laughs> I hate it. You know, it's like like Dad, every album I buy gets like that. Dad, yeah, there's a problem. You will never hate ponies. No, no, I, okay, it didn't really work on the Pony <laughs> album, but it's worked on other albums. <laughs> yeah, but no, uh, besides that, like, okay, going to the store, it's kind of clean, it's fun and whatnot, and mm-hmm. the food, okay, the price are exorbitant, like, you, they have to pay a lot, so let's just yes. say, price, you put it to the side, you decide if you want to go there or not, but the food are not bad, like, um, I ate the Twilight Burger. Of course you did. Oh, what? Why did you? <laughs> of course you did. It's like the iconic must-eat food over there. I'm like, damn. Of course you did. <laughs> oh, give me a second. I want to see how much the price. But no, but why did you say that? Because like everybody I know who went there, uh, if they went it as a group, at least someone buys it. But if they go there alone, that's what they have. Uh, I didn't buy it because I went as a group. True. <laughs> Satisfied my curiosity to see how one else eat it. Okay, okay, okay. I, I have to say this. Uh, when, when I was looking through the main dish, by the way, I didn't have a huge breakfast for this one, so I was kind of hungry. So when I was looking through the menu, and I was looking at everything, and they didn't really have any good meals. Like, I think their main dishes are, uh, what you gonna call this? Uh, the, uh, what you, it looks like what? Uh, Magic, French, uh, Magic Friendship Rainbow Big Breakfast. Bowl ah, of yes. rainbow fun udon soup with AB. Pinky pie. There's a lot. And I was looking. Oh, uh, rice. Curry. Japanese curry rice. No, no, thank you. And it was prawn and squid. No, not my jam. Uh, big breakfast. And they had that sponge cake thingy. Uh, no, no, thank you. I, I don't feel like eating sponge cake. And Twilight Burger. Mm, the bun looks freaky, but you know what? I can deal with it. So I ordered a burger. Mm. And it was so okay. bad. Those I don't... Okay, yeah, go ahead, continue. Th- those star things, it's cheese. They cut the cheese into stars. Yep. <laughs> Put it on the fries. Yeah. But I don't know if you know what we did on Friday night on, on top of going there. Oh, no. What you can see it actually in our chat. We bombed Larson with pictures of oh, that burger. Yeah, I remember that. Like, I, I, was, <laughs> I was going through the Twitter feed because... Um, I have... Uh, sorry, the MBS show has a Twitter. Uh, it's at the MBS show if you want to follow. And... Mm-hmm. I was looking at it and then like, oh, Larson retweeted this. Larson retweeted this. Yes, we bummed his feed and he retweeted like all of them. <laughs> oh my goodness. Like, and then we decided to go in for round two because everyone finished theirs and then one more person ordered a burger. We took the wings from all the other burgers, <laughs> stuck it in one of them. We were like, this is the ultimate chimera edition. <laughs> Larson, oh God. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Like if you see the last photo in the tweet, <laughs> you click on that. Oh, like wow. somebody put a draw four wild card on it just to add to the edginess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness, that's genius. Oh wow. 
yeah i i see a lot of likes uh yeah it's just it's just i mean you know it's not just me like a whole bunch of us like uh the space pony uh nighty time all of us just took pictures of it and we bombed larson's account <laughs> yeah uh, it was good it was good it was good but what else like um I I had the as for drinks I had what you call this the, the soda. No, I don't drink soda. We we had right right. You don't drink soda. <laughs> so I, I had what uh the rainbow dash fluffy. No, that's what is this menu? That's terrible. the soda. That is one of the sodas. Yeah, no, that, that's terrible menu. Like oh wow, this picture, this website is bad. No, I had the best I mean, I, chocolate. I, Sorry, yeah. I wanted the soda, just couldn't afford it because damn. I mean, like okay, okay. Soda aside, mm-hmm. I wanted a drink with cotton candy in it. That was really appealing. Oh, true, true. Like, I had bubble, bubble gum cotton candy. I'm like, no, okay, fine. Cotton candy costs $2. This is thick. I'm going to pay 20 I'm going to pay like $10 for a pinch of the stuff. Oh, no, 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 no. You wish it was $10 because the hot drink I have, the hot chocolate, that's $10. Yours is thirteen. Yeah, the soda costs more, but like, I'm I'm talking about just the cotton candy part of it because that's what I really wanted. But like, you know, I'm not gonna pay through the nose for a pinch of. I mean, it's not even a whole bunch. If it was like a whole bunch of cotton candy, like a big pillow size or a balloon (laughs) size, probably I would get it, but like not a small little wisp of cotton candy. Yeah, but uh, you know, you know, in all honesty, um, I had fun there, Um, especially when you get to see kids coming in and they're excited for it, like. Oh man, this is this is what it is. Um, this is what you live for to see the kids being happy about the product that was aimed for them. So yeah, well, I we I really want to just uh shout not really just shout out, but like um okay, the thing is that you know people are pointing out, hey look, stock vectors, stock vectors. I'm like okay, okay, fine. Here's one thing I I I kind I kind of really like the pinky vector that was outside. I don't know if you saw this one. I'll just post it in the chat and uh, maybe we can link it later in a yeah, I'll show yeah. description. I really like that pinky vector. Yeah, that is the yeah. I, I don't remember which one is that. It's it's just outside the shop. It's no, really, no, I, I mean it's really the really from, cute. I, I yeah, don't I don't. I I think it's probably made for this. So like, it's really cute and I really kind of like that vector. I'm like, just want to bring that that standy home. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but oh man, like. Uh, in all honesty, the food was expensive. Like my burger was twenty two dollars and ninety cents Singapore. For your information, admission to Fiesta Siponicon was twenty dollars. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. And I think what the Singapore dollar to the American dollars is what uh almost about half, roughly half. About half. Eh? You know what? Since I got what you call this the uh converter on the Windows ten machine. Uh, mm. It tells me how much I have to convert. Which the American dollars? So yes, uh, United States dollars. So what was I seeing again? Twenty-two dollars and ninety cents. Uh, ninety cents. So yeah, for a burger, you have to eat about. Sorry, you have to pay about sixteen dollars and seventy cents. And I, had a cheaper I dinner. I had a cheaper dinner at Chili's when I went to BronyCon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, granted, it was the Fourth of July menu, though, so I got it. I got a deal. So, granted, okay, uh, that's besides the point. If you go there, it's fun, and you know what? Looking at the what you call this list and stuff, uh, one of our friends, Aaron, he went there. He bought a lot of stuff. He he got the what Twilight Sparkle, uh, what you call this Magical Princess with Magic Potion Galaxy Cake. That oh, that fun. thing! That thing! That thing looked. Okay, I looked at it. I was like, okay. This is this is more than food. This is an experience. I kind of want to try it, and then I noticed like 
And, and I went to the counter and I thought of getting it. Then I saw the bag and preparing it. I'm like, that cake <laughs> is so small. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but okay, here's the thing. Like, uh, you said something very important there, uh, Dan. Yeah. And that word was experience. Yes, it's, it's really an experience thing rather than a food thing. You don't go there to get full. I ordered a chicken karage without a drink. And uh, I decided to, because there were some people in there who really, like one of the shout outs I made after this convention, some people really made a lot of sacrifices to be there. So I just shared it among us. And then like, after that, I just went to 7-Eleven and bought some stuff. Yeah, and in all honesty, right, the food at Ku, what was this again? Kumoya. Kumoya, it's nothing that fancy. I, I here in Singapore, you could go literally anywhere and have something much better than whatever we were eating. Though I have to say, the karage was good. It was oh, yeah. good. Yeah, like I said, my burger was good too. The fries were excellent. Oh yeah, yeah. But it's like you you're not gonna pay what sixteen dollars for burger. I mean, you're not. At a Gordon Ramsay's restaurant, so yeah, yeah. I mean, you just sit down and it picture that Pinkie Pie spent her blood, sweat, and tears preparing that for you. Yeah, you may feel a bit better about it, you know, yeah. that you're eating something that was prepared with love. True, yeah, true. But yeah. otherwise, it's just you know, it's really an experience cafe, and it's it's really fun to sit around all those pony things. But then again, you know for a fact that it is an experience cafe because when you walk in, there's actually a sign on the table that says, "In order to maintain the experience, we will limit your dining time to forty five minutes, and your minimum purchase is ten dollars." <laughs> Really now? Yes, there is a sign that says that in the menu. I didn't notice that. But if you really take a look, see, minimum $10, right? There's yes. no dish under $10. There is. There was one drink that was below yeah, $10. It was a coffee. Only but you... Yes, exactly. <laughs> but you're not going to have a coffee over there. Come on. I'm not, I'm not going to have a $10 coffee over there. <laughs> I'm going to have something else over there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you know, see, it was an experience. I enjoyed it. Would I go there again? Probably yes, just for... Uh, so just for I can taste other food, like maybe the what you call this, the magical rainbow big breakfast. That, that looks fun. Okay, you'll see it looks fun. I look at it and say, mm, "This looks like the most filling thing on the menu. <laughs> the <laughs> most bang for buck <laughs> in a place where you're not gonna get any value for money." <laughs> yeah, but you know what? There's the Pinkie Pie playful waffle with karaage chicken. That looks... Okay, okay, okay. Okay, after trying the KFC waffle burger, I'm not convinced anymore. <laughs> hey, but it's Pinkie Pie. But you know, see, um, I took the wings... Well, KFC Scootaloo if you want to argue that way. <laughs> no, uh, but you know, see, I took the wings back home because, hey, they're Twilight Pony wings, food stuff. Yeah, so I'm going to take that back home. Brought to you by Larson. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I noticed something. And what? this... Uh, I won't say impressed or surprised, but it surprised me. Um, you would have thought that the wings are, you know, just stuff and crap. And, you know, you're just like, mm-hmm. oh, whatever. If you take a look-see, well, I... I They're Hasbro licensed, don't they? Yes! Exactly. It's like, what? What? You're, you're, yeah, that's actual merchandise, yes? I know. It's like, what? They're, they're wings, but they're just... Exactly. <laughs> but it's okay. Um, moving on, because if we were talking about the restaurant, we'll have it all, its own episode. Yeah, so anyway, whoever went to that restaurant, thank you for supporting the show, in a, in a sense. Yes, in yes, a sense. Yes. In a very weird sense, because <laughs> it said Hasbro, not DHX, so <laughs> very yeah. weird sense, but you did. <laughs> yeah, so anywho, it was fun. I, I got my free coaster, so yay. Um, but the con, uh, the con was fun. Like, uh, I woke up, <laughs> I would say I woke up late on the day of the convention. But I, I woke up a bit 
um, let's say this. Uh, I'll just say that it's fashionably late. <laughs> okay. So, uh, so did you make it for the opening ceremony? I did. I did. Uh, I, ah, I did. Great, and great. I was at the back and looking at stuff. And it was fun. It was cool. Being at the back, I saw a lot of cool crowds and stuff. Like, and I saw uh, Osaka Jack. He came down. That was awesome on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I saw a lot of, what you call this, pad vendors at the back and stuff. And yeah, from the back, it was fun. I I could see everything. I could see everyone. And, and something about that was that um you know last year in twenty seventeen when we actually started the opening ceremony, it was we were looking at our watch, we were looking at the clock, and we were saying it's time to start. Then we peeked out at the audience and looked, darn, it's the hall wasn't full, and we we're like, oh gosh, should we wait? Should we give people some time to come? Maybe. It's just typical, you know, Malaysian timing. You're in Bangkok, that doesn't really apply. True. And it kept, it, it just, we dragged on, we pushed five minutes and then we pushed five minutes again and like barely anyone stepped into the hall. I was like, okay, looks like everyone that's here is exactly who's here. And the thing is, um, in the spirit of discipline with the convention is that we actually used a countdown system, which means that once we start that video, mm-hmm. There's no stopping this con. The con has to start. Mm-hmm. So if you remember, it was actually a video of a plane taking off. Yeah, yeah. Yes, that was what we used last year. So the thing is, because all of us in the core team are aviation enthusiasts, in fact, uh, somebody who used to be on, who was on this show once helped us put that video together. If you remember Faye Cheung. Yeah, I remember Twitchy, Faye. Twitchy Rudder, yes. He helped us put that video together. And we know the cues of that video. That's why you hear things like... Um, if you actually pay close attention to it, it is an actual simulation of a plane taking off and all the airlines that they communicate with are actual uh, pony-inspired airlines that belong to our uh, you know, flight sim group. So you hear Yakistan Airlines, <laughs> you hear uh, Equestrian Air. The main plane that was flying was Equestrian Airways, so Harmony Air, which is another airline we collaborated on. And all of them are in the airspace uh, requesting clearance for landing, requesting t- t- uh, runway for takeoff. And... We actually used all this to just remind us that, okay, when you hear uh, the the Harmony airplane requesting to use the taxiway for takeoff, that means we're five minutes away from the con starting. Kind of things like that were in our head. And uh, visual cues helped us watch that video and understand, okay, we're this close to starting the con. That is cool. I mean, uh, in a subliminal level, that is pretty cool. Like, if you're a regular person, don't really know anything, you won't notice those kind of things. Mm-hmm. But it's also a shout out because we're really just aviation geeks. Yeah, and I think what if there was a pilot over there, he would appreciate it. Ah, <laughs> uh-huh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I mean, there, there were aviation geeks in the audience, so they appreciated it. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Mm-hmm. It was voiced by Bronies all over the world, so like that was something really cool to start the con off with. That um, though, well, of course, not everyone got the reference, but still, it's not meant to be that way. Yeah. This year, we, we didn't really have much time to put together a very solid opening ceremony. So we we're like, ah, gosh, we need, we need to put it together, we need to put it together. But we really didn't have enough time to assemble it completely. So what we did was that we used the... There is an extended mix of Ombak Singapura, which is our theme song, which is actually in the album. Mm-hmm. And we used that to kick off the con because it starts with uh, Singapore Sunny Island. If you remember, we started off with that song. It was a bit difficult to hear because that part of the song is actually very soft. Mm. Yeah, but I say uh, I'm I live in Mono, so yeah. <laughs> but did you did you hear that beginning part? No, a bit, a bit. Like uh, could I I didn't really hear that much, but I, it was a bit. I did, yeah. Uh, okay, no, so I mean, that's like how said, we kicked uh, it life off. Life in Mono. I we started off with that, and then we moved straight into the song, and 
I mean, music is a huge part of who we are here at this con because uh, it's kind of it's a Southeast Asian thing. So many of us just have music in our blood. True, true, true. true. So we we use that to kick off the con, and we use it to end the con as well. Yeah. Uh-huh. So this year, seeing the hall full was it charged us up more than it did last year. It felt oh great. There are people here, and there are people who are here. And we were looking outside. There's still a queue of people who haven't come in. Yeah, that's, that's oh, awesome. Oh, gosh. Man. Okay, we got we to gotta let them in first because they, it's not like they were late. It's that they're here on time, just need to pass that uh, registration queue. So we let them... And we, we only had one person on registration. We just two people, actually. Daryl helped out there. It was still fine because for a crowd of 100, registration, you really only need like one or two people. Sure. Not like a huge ass con with thousands of people. You need like lots of people on registration. So... We started off on a really good note this year, it, even though we really threw that opening ceremony together in such a little bit of time, as opposed to last year, which was the polar opposite. We spent weeks putting together a grand opening ceremony only to be like, oh God, are we really opening up to such a small crowd? I mean, but it was kind of the location and whatnot. I'm, I'm not going to talk about last year's con. Last year's con is last year's thing and whatever I said mm-hmm. last year. This year is this year's con. And... Mm-hmm. The venue does help because of the small room. Uh, I, I won't say it was too small. It was really comfortable. And with the... Oh, sorry. Uh, it was really comfortable. And you had, what, around 90 people for the convention itself? This year, yes, we clocked 90 in the, as uh, an attendance. Yeah, and what? That was 90% out of the uh, goal. So that's cool. Yeah, it's, it's really something that we felt was much more cozy, you know? We felt closer to each other. Yeah, I mean, uh, I felt that. Like, I got to see people. I got to talk to people a bit and whatnot. And, yeah, it was fun. It was fun. And the people uh, who were on the first day who didn't have a seat uh, decided to sit at the back and kind of, you know, chitter-chatter and whatnot while there was something going in front. And Osaka Jack had to shish them like a teacher he is. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, because uh, we had Melody uh, Melody Snowflake, one of the our attendees who's actually uh, visually impaired. Ah. So the thing is, uh, she actually uses her sense of hearing to help guide her around. She actually she has a, I'm not so sure how it works, but she has an iPhone that has assistive technology that helps her around as well. So she, you know, if you're talking around her and she's trying to actually gauge where she is with with the help of her hearing, it's a bit difficult for her. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, she did a great job. And this is something that really intrigued me, being someone who's visually impaired. She has a vlog. (laughs) It is amazing. And it it was amazing to have such a wide variety of people at the con. So uh, we went straight in right after opening ceremony. We went straight into the artist panel. And this year's artist panel is mostly Singaporean. Uh, The moderator was a buck. But, um, okay, the crowd of people who are there are all Singaporean by citizenship. But nationality-wise, the drive-in theater is Malaysian and Gluminian is Filipino. So it's still quite a uh, diversified panel right there. True that, true that. Uh, From what I saw, there were multiple people there. I think, what, DM29 was there too? Yep, DM29 was there and uh, it was a real privilege to have him because he is seldom able to attend cons and it was, we were actually really worried that the hotel did not have sufficient uh, accessibility for him since he is wheelchair bound. But we were really happy that he made it all the way. If you're listening to this, Julian, cheers to you. Yep, yep. You're you're great. And He's, He's an awesome guy. He, he designed 
the vectors that we've used from year one until today because they're so versatile and they're so amazing that you know we we can't thank him enough yeah. for that. His his art is awesome. Like I think what uh, there was a question uh, asked to him about oh how do you feel about people stealing your art? Like yeah my okay if people steal my art, steal my art. Uh, it's not show canon. People always complain that, but it's my style. When you see it, you know it's me. <laughs> exactly. It's really not like... People actually saw some of our merchandise from 2017 and they were like, hey, isn't this DM29's art? I'm like, yeah. yeah. Damn, you good. <laughs> <laughs> and then I started to realize that sometimes I'm looking like, this looks like DM29's art. Then I see his signature. Oh, uh, wow. It is. Right. It is his <laughs> art. <laughs> Though I learned, I learned not to take that for granted and to make sure I check whose art it is before because I have actually miscredited people oh, for yeah. artwork that's not theirs because they look so similar. Yeah. Um, in particular, one of the victims of this was Arif Pro. Oh, no. Arif Project from Malaysia. I actually have miscredited you in a couple of things, but I don't use them anymore. As in those things, I still use your art, but not those things. Yeah. So, yeah. But it's cool. It's, it's an honest mistake. It's an honest mistake that we learn from it. I try to, yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to remember what happened after the artist panel. And it was lunchtime and then we had to swing into Kelly Sheridan's panel. Oh, wow, well, yeah. That, we that... got that wrong as well. We actually messed up the time, partly because of DST, partly because I greenlighted a schedule that had a typographical error. And uh, I need to say this publicly once again, if any of you missed that call because we screwed up the timing, please let us know. We are really, really sorry for that. And we don't. We really say that we don't want anyone to be on the receiving end of that. We don't want anyone to have travel all the way to a con to attend one of the star panels of the convention and then being, you know, arriving and being told, sorry, we messed up the time and it was actually an hour before this. I, I really felt bad that that actually happened. So if any of you did miss out and it was an honest mistake, please get in touch uh, you can reach me, Daniel, at cponycon.com or I'm St. Pinky on Twitter. Just tweet me or email me and uh, I will compensate for that. It was really an honest mistake. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's unforeseen. But hey, that's besides the point. So yeah, the, the teleconference was pretty fun. Like it's, it's, it's not unforeseen. I wouldn't say it's unforeseen because it did pass uh, the designer set of eyes and then it passed my eyes and it still got through as incorrect despite us... We were so concerned with checking the time on our own personal schedules that we on that we didn't actually update the master schedule. That was actually so. It's not. A, it's not really uh, something that was you know uh, um, what do you call it like a glitch in that sense. It was really quite a quite a severe mistake on our end. Mm -hmm. So we acknowledge that it was a pretty big screw up. And you know, as I said, if you did miss the panel because of this, please get in touch. It's cool. It's cool. But anywho, during the conference call. Uh, getting to hear her talk about her experience and whatnot, it was fun. It was it was a lot of fun hearing her answers to a few things. S sorry, Norman, you cut out there for a second. What did you say? Uh, hearing her answers to a few things. What? <laughs> <laughs> Walk into that one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she is so... She had that on point. And the thing is, right after that, Charlie whispered in my ear that he said, that's exactly what she did at Galacon. I was like, oh... <laughs> Okay. It's a running gag. She does this all the time. <laughs> <laughs> got me there, my friend. Got me there. <laughs> she's she's good at that. I I got convinced that our line was getting screwy because hey, <laughs> internet in Asia, <laughs> especially with the location that you are. I'm surprised the internet lasts. 
Oh, we didn't use hotel internet. We bought a sp- we bought a SIM card just for that <laughs> to make sure that only that data gets used, nothing uh, else. Nice, <laughs> nice, nice. But um, overall, uh, one of the my, one of my favorite questions that got asked was pizza, pineapple. Do they oh, mix? Oh yes. And now it is canon for yeah. good. And, and for all now. the art that came through, like oh yo. yes. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I didn't expect that to get really viral. I'm so happy it did. Yeah, man. That, that was awesome. And, oh, man. I, I forgot who was it. Oh, man. Sorry. If- JR did one of the main ones. Um, there is a thread that he did. Let me link it. Let me link it so you can put it in show notes. I mean, it's good that if you can follow along with these tweets, they're kind of really fun to read. Uh, JR read, there, there are four arts included in this. One of them is by uh, JR himself. The other one is by who is this? I actually can't recognize the signature. One of them is by Buck, and the other one is by Yudai Kaladai. Mm, yeah, I, I saw this man, and this was awesome. And I think what uh, Kelly uh, liked it. Yeah, I think she did. And like Yudai is the one where why I, I was just like, why does Starlight have a machete? <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Let me tell you something though. You're gonna find the answer to that very soon. Oh, okay. Why does Twilight? Ha- why does Starlight have a machete? Oh, wow, okay. Because <laughs> that's not safe. That's dangerous. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but anyway, um, uh, sorry for forgetting your name, but one of the people who asked Kelly a question, uh, and got his question answered. When he came back, he was giddy with joy. I I could see him bouncing around. He was so happy, like a uh, very excited Pinkie Pie, and <laughs> oh man, that was so cool to see. And you know what? That's awesome, and I didn't. I, well, I, I did. I ask a question. No, I didn't. I, I think I stayed back. I didn't. Yeah, I stayed back. I mean, yeah, it's, it's all right. I mean, uh, you you probably get another chance to ask another call sometime yeah, soon probably. because there is another con coming up with another call. True, 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 true. But yeah, honestly, I I'm in the scenario where if I can't ask a really good question, don't ask at all. I mean, like you're forcing yourself into the spotlight for stuff like that. Nah, I'm just gonna stay back. Yeah, I'm just gonna stay back. Like I, I asked the only one question at the artist panel, and are you guys taking commissions? The NBA showed you some new f- banners or art because it's getting old. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I see that, it's like I, I miss that old gorilla style four panel. Oh yeah, that one. That, that was good. That, that was good. That, that, that was fun. That was fun. But now I, I need to update it. Like the one that I have now, I, I think it was what 2016. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> But no, I mean, after Kelly's uh, panel, uh, things slowed down a bit and stuff. It was a lot of fun. Um, I think from what my, my point of view, uh, this is uh, where I kind of uh, bow out for a bit because Jewel wanted to check out some of the uh, sights and sounds of Singapore. So, oh, really? Really? That's what he told you? Because he told me you dragged him around Singapore. It, it was one of those situations <laughs> where Doc told us, hey, there's a comic store here. Why don't we go... Uh, there's a comic store here. This is the place where comic books... It's not like... Um, what you would call this? Kino. Was it Absolute Comics? Uh, no, it's not Absolute. He went to the one store. I forgot the store. Somewhere around... Not Rapid Culture? I, I think so. Uh, it was... It was in the bottom level where there's a lot of cyber Oh, cafes. that one. I can't remember the name of that. But I know which one you're talking about, though. Yeah, so we went there. And yeah, this is not ponies, but uh, he we went there. We got to see comics. He wanted to f- complete his collection, but they didn't have it. So yeah, uh, we just walk around and stuff. And sightsee. And uh, for you guys at home who got no idea what we're talking about, <laughs> Julie the Dragon here is a 
Tumblr blogger. He carries around his plush Twilight and takes photos of his adventures with Twilight. Uh, I think what? Man, I, I need to remember his blog. Like, dang, I, I am not prepared for this. This is how professional we are. I have it linked somewhere. I just don't remember the URL. <laughs> We're professionals. <laughs> Ain't that right? Yeah, so we just go to like that keep.google.com and just dig it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness, we are so professional. We're so pro. <laughs> uh, well, uh, while I try... Okay, there we are. Here it is. Uh, it's called twilightsparklesphoto.tumblr.com Ah, right. He takes uh, Twilight around for adventures and stuff. So, yeah, if you guys at home would like to see pictures of that, go to the Tumblr blog mm. and see. Because, trust me, he took a lot of photos at the convention, outside of the convention, in the convention, around the convention. Let's just say there's <laughs> a lot of photos for you guys to see how TFE... Sorry, not TFE. The, the TFE was another con that had photos too. Uh, Siponicon. This year's Siponicon. A lot of photos. Go check it out. He's taking Twilight all over the world. It's going to be... I, I just don't see that blog getting boring because like, if you want to see Twilight traveling around the world... That's quite an interesting way to do it. Like, you know, you, you're not taking the same old pictures that you're going to go like, ah, London into Google Images. <laughs> I know you're not going to find that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's besides the point. That's besides the point. Uh, getting back on track, um, how is it from your end? Like, how, how was the convention on day one? The day one was, I mean, as I said, it's really uplifting to see so many people. So it got us really pumped on day one that we kind of always expect the spirit of the convention to dip right after the big event, the teleconference. Mm -hmm. uh, or, you know, a guest VA panel, you know? Because that's the kind of time that in a typical convention, people will say, okay, the most exciting part is over. I'm going to go for lunch. <laughs> yeah. So we fought that because we allocated an hour for lunch. Yeah, true that. Yes, we, 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 you know, you can't fight with us when it comes to that. But that's also because we had catered lunch for some of our attendees who paid for it uh, ahead of time. Um, because we actually screwed up the teleconference time, we actually had to swap it with another panel. And this was the My Little Sweetheart panel that had some, uh, actually was applied for by a brony all the way in Thailand. Unfortunately, he couldn't make it for the con. Um, but, you know, we didn't, uh, we, we kept him on the list because he's one of our good friends who actually helped do our groundwork for Project Ponycon last year. So therefore, uh, he managed to get a proxy, which was one of the vendors who came from Thailand, uh -huh. to present on his behalf. He got Vorathat to do it from Pony Fusion. So because of that, they still managed to get their little panel running. They couldn't establish a connection to Bangkok to have a Skype call with uh, the lead developer, Pan Kong. Mm -hmm. But it still went very well, if you ask me. They managed to, you know, divulge a lot of the progress on their project. Oh, that's so, awesome. yeah. After that, it was the Making Music panel. Now, this was the interesting one because they, we had Melody Snowflake, who's really, really talented young girl, come up and share with us how she makes music. So, you know, when we first received this panel application, she was one of the first to apply for a panel, by the way. And when we first received this, we were like, wow, we got a panel application so early. And uh, something we have to say... Later. We'll talk about the panel application stats later, but when we got it, we were like, you know, she's telling us she wants to do a making music panel. But at the same time, we were thinking of having a musician's panel ourselves. Should we just include her in the musician's panel as a speaker or give her her own panel? And she said she wanted to bring her, uh, her, her friends, a couple of friends in to talk as well. 
So I said, yeah, why not? Bring in have the more the merrier with more people on the panel. It's going to be fun. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, we thought if we could include them in the musician panel, so there's other things. And we're glad we didn't because she carried that panel so well. She carried her own panel and she shared with us her amazing skill. In fact, the musician's panel that came right after, which had uh, Mr. Maester Zier and, and Hollow on it, all CER musicians and also Ponies at Dawn musicians. Uh, sorry, Zier is not a Ponies at Dawn musician. Mr. Maester and Anne Hollow are also musicians uh, who have submitted and had their music featured on Ponies at Dawn. Now, all four of us were trembling at this girl's panel because, wow, we were really in the corner just going, oh, 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 oh. Then we had questions for her. <laughs> All right. And we asked her, how many takes do you do to get your song done? Uh, sometimes seven, sometimes five or six, sometimes a bit more like seven or eight. And we're looking at each other like, oh my God. What, this little? Because like when you look at my project file for Ombak Singapura, mm-hmm. which is the theme song of the convention, the takes go into 35, <laughs> 36, 37, and she does it in seven takes. And okay, here's the best part. She does... Full takes, meaning that she starts recording at the beginning of the song and she ends recording at the end. Um, she doesn't do punch takes. That means she doesn't like select parts of the song she uh... wants to re-record. She does the whole song at one go. My 35 takes created a composite recording, meaning I picked the best part from those 35 takes to come up with the a, a smooth single recording featuring the best parts of all 35 takes. She does it in one. Wow. Technically, technically... Those seven takes count as one, wow. technically. She does it in a single take. Which, of course, when I listened to her music, it was like, oh, this part could be a little better. But when I realized it's not a composite, <laughs> I was like, oh, oh. God. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, Lord. She is fantastic. It's, if you're listening to this, Melody, you are a fantastic musician. And you, you have all of our respect right there. I'm serious. Yep, yep. That, that, that's, that sounds boss. Like, she just dropped the mic on you guys. <laughs> Yes, and not only that, her assistant, uh, Watermelon Dallin, mm-hmm. who was up there helping her out, and he's also apparently visually impaired. He needed to use magnifier on his computer to get to Audacity. But this guy has pushed Audacity to amazing levels. Like, a lot of us who record stuff, I mean, even you, Norman, on this show, who use Audacity, you eventually, like, sort of grow up into another software, like perhaps Studio One. <laughs> like, for me... Everyone kind of starts in Audacity. Then I moved up to uh, Z Maestro. Um, then I went to GarageBand and eventually Logic Pro. Mm-hmm. But this girl is still using Audacity with the help of this guy. And he uses the Latspa plugins before even touching much of VST. <laughs> that means he, this guy has the same... It's like traditional art or like... Think about drawing art in MS Paint. <laughs> this guy has the discipline. Which is a, an amazing thing to show off at a con. Is that if you're if you walk into this panel and you're an experienced musician and say, ah, he's using Audacity, he sucks. <laughs> but no, this guy has the discipline to create. Like you have when you think about art done in MS Paint, mm-hmm. that's not an insult. That's a discipline. Yep, yep. I, I, and he has that discipline, and that's amazing. Yeah, I, I've seen art on MS Paint, and oh goodness me. And he, here's the thing, Dan. I I don't. <laughs> I wouldn't say downgrade. Um, when I was in college, I was using. Uh, Sony's uh, sound editing Vegas yeah so Vegas was it Vegas oh no no uh, okay if you Sony used to have Vegas audio back in 2002 but I don't think that's the one you used so um, Sony had Soundforge yeah yeah Soundforge I was using that as my college thingy back then ah yeah and then uh, I I would say upgrade I wouldn't say downgrade I shifted to Audacity <laughs> okay <right>. and then <laughs> 
<laughs> you you said upgrade to Studio One. I I'm using Studio One, and in honesty, I I'm just using Studio One to record my lines while I record yours on Audacity, and I edit the tracks on Audacity. I mean, Audacity is still a very powerful software for the way it works. And that's why, you know, you look, when I've been digging in through the forums, just to sidetrack a bit, I dug through the forums and the wiki of Audacity. I said, you know, when is Audacity going to adopt the modern user interface? They said, no, we're not interested in doing that. It's just like everybody's used to this and people like it. People are going to keep using it. Because everyone thought, when are they going to adopt like that really Windows 10 aesthetic? They're not going to do it. because. And I think that's a great idea. Whatever they have right now really works. Yeah, I mean... And here's the kicker. If you open SoundForge, the latest SoundForge, it still looks like the SoundForge from 5-10 years ago. There's a thing, because um, there's a saying. I, I don't know who coined it. If it ain't broke, don't fix yeah, it, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so SoundForge still looks the same. Um, I think WaveLab still looks the same. Mm-hmm. So a lot of these softwares kept their aesthetic just to keep the flow going. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's true, that's true. And uh, besides that, like after that, you had your concert, the Microburst... Uh, thunderstorm microbus. Um, we had the musicians panel, so that's where we talked more about uh how we did music, how we got started in music. It was more of a fun, just sharing session. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the guy who actually suggested this panel is Alex, also known as Exploding Pony Toast mm-hmm. from uh Cider Party. Oh, cool. And also Ponies at Dawn. He kind of suggested that we do this, and um, to be very honest, we didn't have much time to put thought into it because we were really busy with the con. Uh-huh. But then we thought, hey, this is a pretty cool idea to have all three of them. And a big shout out to Anne Hollow for being there as well because he didn't, he couldn't confirm whether he could make it or not, but eventually he did. And uh, Isaiah and also Mr. Amazing Musicians both also turned up as well. Nice. Uh, Mr. later stayed on to give us the concert at Microburst, yes. Nice. Little shout out to him. He actually did the backing track. Uh, were you there for the concert? No, I, I think we came in late because of traffic. Okay, because we actually sang... Uh, a Singaporean classic called Fried Rice Paradise by Dick Lees. And he did the backing track for that. Mester has pulled a lot of great concerts for CER and for CPonyCon. He's performed for, he performed for some other cons as well, like Can You? Uh, these are, he's done such an amazing job and comes so far as a performer. And now he, as part of uh, CER and also other music collectives in the fandom like Ponies at Dawn, we actually have heard his music being played at sets in other cons overseas, you know. So a big congratulations to him for that. That's always fun to know when someone you know uh, steps up. Yeah, and it's it's always fun to hear, you know, his music and what he does. He's he's really fun-loving performer. And the thing is that he's such a dynamic performer as well. Because even at Cantalot University in 2016... He was looking at me and making eye contact. Like, I was at the bottom just having fun. And I went up to say, what's wrong? And I see the computer screen just go completely, you know, the white when the computer freezes. Uh-huh. It was that. He was looking at me. Serato has frozen. <laughs> oh, God. And the music was still going on and going on and going on and going on. <laughs> and yeah, I remember. Oh, that dreaded <laughs> crashing sound. I hate that one. Oh, yeah, he had that at a con. And he owned it like a boss. Yeah. And then, like, suddenly, quiet. Yeah, we wanted to actually do, like, fun stuff with uh, things like that. Like, how we wanted to do... um, Maybe we need to have a panic panic iPod. (laughs) (laughs) Like, to press play, something goes wrong, or something like that. I love how these musicians are doing such a great job to make conventions so enjoyable and so much fun. We had someone in a fursuit come and join us during that concert, like, for the first time. Like, that was awesome, man. Yeah, that that fursuit was awesome, man. Like, I I saw the picture, I was surprised, like... What? 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 
a fursuit here in Southeast Asia? What? <laughs> uh, I was surprised. Yeah. Mester keeps the beat and the energy up so high during his performance. And uh, it's we only managed to get him this year. We wanted to get Isaiah. He wasn't really uh, comfortable performing and Nick Dredd couldn't make it. So we only had him this year. But that wasn't a downgrade as far as I was concerned. He kept the energy up so high. And uh, I told him, one hour set? And he said, yeah, one hour set. Right after that, uh, you know, at first, uh, Daryl, being a Filipino, and I'm not meaning to get racist here, but they insist on this, they wanted a karaoke party. Oh, yeah. Oh, the karaoke party. I heard a lot of good things about this one, like a lot of legendary things. There are still videos going around of it because we loaded up Ultra Star, which is actually uh, karaoke's magic. Mm-hmm. And we just started to bang out some songs from it. <laughs> and we wanted to see how twisted we could get. We were singing things like Flutter Wonder and looking at the lyrics, trying to make sense of this philosophical um, vocal chopping that was romanized in there. Oh, wow. <laughs> I guess the karaoke party is you have to be there to get the jokes. <laughs> oh, yes. And, uh, you know, Melody Snowflake came back and she sang uh, Pony Girl, which was the of a song that was made to accompany a video animation done by Tridash. Oh, cool. She sang it so beautifully. And the thing is, she was facing the audience. She did not look at the lyrics. Yo! She knew the song by heart. And like, after, after the, as the night went on and we were like a bit, you no know, buzzed from the whole day and the, the euphoria of the con, uh, I was with Nighty and we were singing the Virgin America theme song from the safety video. <laughs> Even then, we had to look at the lyrics, like, you know. And then I found out later that Melody had actually owned... Pony Girl without looking at the lyrics they're like oh gosh we got owned again <laughs> yo drop the mic <laughs> yep and right after that uh, Daryl's like we wanted to load up some music just to end the night and uh, we kind of took an unofficial vote mm-hmm. and the vote was for Toto's Africa <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious on this we loaded up Africa we got it going and uh, the next morning it rained and everyone said you blessed the rains too hard last night <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> oh but talking about the next day Let's see, uh, from my point of view, the next day was kind of okay. Um, uh, breakfast was always a problem. Oh, talking about breakfast. Um, I remember the first day we didn't go for breakfast because we were too lazy. So the second day... Well, that's a first. <laughs> well, just imagine we were tired. So I'm going to say we were tired. But anyway... Um, okay, fine. The second day, breakfast, we went. And my goodness, breakfast was interesting. <laughs> Eh, hard-boiled eggs. I mean, I'm not a fan of eating noodles for breakfast. Yep. So I just like, had two hard-boiled eggs on my plate. It was the hotel's breakfast. We had that. Uh, I didn't even take the toast. I was like, just like this sausage chopped up. Mm, whatever it is, tastes good. Put it in my mouth. I don't ask what's inside. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, um, <laughs> breakfast was interesting. But um, what really uh, sparked that day was like looking at everybody, the pre-con people, like everybody sitting down, having breakfast and stuff. Like, oh, wow, that's cool. I, I know these people. They were... They're the con, they're talking and stuff. Like, oh, yeah, that's cool, that's cool. It's cool. And that's really actually why we really embraced doing this con in a hotel. It's the first time a con has been done in a hotel in Southeast Asia. After, like, I think it's been a long time since the last one, which was one of the first PH Pony cons in the Philippines. And um, given that it was in the Philippines in Manila, a lot of people didn't stay in that hotel. It was a posh hotel. Mm. They went home, then they came back the next day, or they stayed in somebody's house or something. But in this case, we're holding Sea Pony Con in a hotel where some of the attendees stayed in that hotel. And we wanted to replicate some of this experience you get in the West of the hotel cons. 
And I really like how you're saying that you actually got to go to breakfast and see people you know having breakfast down there. Yeah. And that is kind of what we went for. So I'm really glad that happened. Yeah, and the funny thing is that um, I, I think there were not many people who attended the con or stuff. And uh, my table was full of like the big shots from Sipony Con. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's it's great to great to hear that you know that people actually socialize over breakfast. Uh, it's always fun to just wake up to a convention and like you're waking up and you're surrounded by bronies. Yeah. And here's the funny thing, um, when we were on the table of what eight, nine, something like that. Yeah. So anywho, um, after that breakfast was done, we went to the con again. Went to see the panel starting. Not really panel, but the day two overview. Yeah, we just did a quick uh, run-through of the panels of the day and then we handed the stage over to Osaka Jack and Normandy Jaden. Yeah. Um, Deathscar, Calvin Deathscar, yeah, yeah. And that was... <laughs> let's just say that that uh, panel... It's not really a panel. I, I could have said a panel because a panel does stuff. Okay, here's the thing. We That's why we called our panel application system Harmony 6 because we don't want it to be only panels. Anything like this also counts. So it was an activity. And true that. And Osaka came down with his... Um, quote-unquote pattern pending uh, Osaka game show and oh my god it was fun loads of Kit Kat yes loads of Kit Kat and stuff and here's the thing um, since there were what 90 people involved I, I didn't I sorry I, I don't not 90 uh, not everybody was able to make it because of the rain mm. and uh, I know some people actually chose to do Komoya for lunch on Sunday so they didn't come for the game show mm-hmm. but like those who were it was a lot of yeah, fun what was it like uh, 50 plus people something like that yeah, about yeah. that. So about that much. Yeah. Here's the thing: Osaka wanted everybody, and I mean everybody, to participate. Yep. So even the new kids came in; they participated. Even our friends from KL who drove down also participated. Yep. And they got dragged right onto yeah, the stage. Like, I'll talk about them later because um, it was fun. Like uh, there were what seven uh, games. Like the Twilight Stadiums <laughs> or something like that and so on. And quote, unquote, seven <laughs> yeah, games. Yeah, yeah, quote, quote, seven. <laughs> so uh, the, the rarity singing, uh, the flirtation. I don't know. There was a lot of games. Uh, what did you play, Dan? Uh, actually, I called up twice. First time was for the Applejack one, which was to throw the horseshoe onto the stick. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Which now I realize is much harder than it looks. Yeah. Okay, first of all, I have glasses. That's why I can't be a pilot. Yeah. So like, okay, okay, here we go, here we go. Where's the wind blowing? Where's the wind blowing? Who am I kidding? <laughs> I'm just stalling this because I know I'm not going to win. Uh, yeah. But funny thing, um, you, you mentioned that you got picked for the Applejack uh, Horseshoe Troll Challenge. Mm-hmm. I got two. <laughs> oh, yeah. yes, so I remember like, that. And in, my, in the back of my mind, I was thinking, darn it, I should have lost. Then you got to stay on, yeah. right? <laughs> And it kind of fun to stay on. I kind of wanted to deliberately lose and stay on. I really wanted to get. I really wanted to get the rarity challenge. Oh, I, I didn't karaoke. want. To. I wanted to get the toilet trivia. The toilet trivia was fun. But the thing is, when I got and then the thing is, Osaka did pull Nighty and I back up to do the rarity challenge afterwards later, and and he was like, he was gonna give us a challenge. I knew he set this up for us. <laughs> so he gave us the song that Spike sang at the beginning oh, of the Equestria God. Games. Which nobody remembers because Spike himself didn't know what the song and was. And in all honesty, you could have just sung anything. Well, you did, you did. <laughs> no, okay, here. Okay, I don't know if you heard what I said over Spike because uh, I, Nighty just blasted out the Indonesian national anthem. <laughs> but for me, I particularly said that, okay, I'm going to settle a dispute 
that has been going on for decades. I've got an Indonesian with me on stage. I am a Malaysian and we're doing this in Singapore. Everybody join me. Rasa sayang, hey, rasa sayang, sayang, hey. Which is a song that three countries have disputed for the last few decades, so many times. Singapore claims it as their own. Malaysia claims it as their own. Indonesia claims it as their own. It's ours now. Yeah. <laughs> Just because we said so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Hashtag it's canon now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but... Uh, talking about our friends from uh, KL, they came down Kuala Lumpur, and here's the thing: um, Aaron and Winston are cousins, if I understand right. I never knew. I, I thought so from what I heard. But anywho, if it's on <laughs> canon, it's on canon. So, <laughs> so. <laughs> wow, this applies to real life <laughs> now, doesn't it? <laughs> yep. So anywho, um, I'm gonna get Kelly Sheridan to declare you my brother. <laughs> <laughs> so anywho, um, I push. Winston up on stage. He's like, what, 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 what? Like, okay, just go on stage. And then... Now he just walked into the hall. Yeah. He had no clue what was going and then on. I, I, I got Aaron. I pushed him on stage. And they got the toilet trivia. And oh my God, it was fun. Later that, later after that, I discovered that um, Aaron was a bit tipsy from yesterday. He was, yeah. yes. So it's like, oh... <laughs> but despite that, he actually pulled through the game pretty yes, well. Yes, that's true. That's true. And oh my god, it, yes. was, it was so much fun to look. I can't remember. I think it was Winston who said, like, the question was, name a pony and their pets. Yes. And Winston said Twilight and Spike. <laughs> and we were like, oh, Lord. <laughs> but Osaka Jack ran in and said, if you count EQG, that is correct. Oh, that is true. That is true. Oh, like, gosh, you are one lucky boy. You got away with that. And then like, it went on. The game went on with a few other things. And, oh, my God. It was so much fun. It was so much Philomena fun. and Celestia. But, like, there was a Luna. I can't remember the name of I Luna. Answered that one. The... I answered that one. It was Luna and Tentabus. That's yeah. right. I actually had... Uh, Tyler and I had the same answer in mind, which was Mod and Boulder. Yeah. I, I did. Oh, and if you're talking about... Um, Mod's boyfriend, uh, stick in the mud and don't spoil it for me. I haven't listened to it yet. I don't want to show yet. Don't... Never mind. Let's I move on. But anyway, <laughs> uh, that was there too. And then lunch. The one who pulled Spike and the one who pulled Spike and Peewee as a pet, pet, pet and owner pair. I was like, that was spot on. Yeah, that was like here. Here's the thing. The game was fun. Like uh, Osaka Jack and uh, Kelvin really did a good job on presenting that one. So it was fun. It was fun. It was so much fun. It didn't, I mean, like, I was wondering games. I'm like, the only thing I was worried about is who's going to play them if they're something you have to sign up oh, for. No, like, oh, no. Oh, no. No, no, no. no. <laughs> you play when you're, you step into the hall. You are part of the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Like, he didn't spare the vendors. Yeah, it's like, oh, take a ticket. Here you go. Take a ticket. Here you go. And it's like, time to play the game. <laughs> and these tickets are really commonplace in the US because the thing is, Trotcon used the same kind of ticket for their lucky draw when I was there. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I was like, wow. Um, common. Deja vu. Yeah, I think it was common. So, anywho, after Osaka's um, game show thingy, uh, lunch break, and then this one. This one was very interesting. And Project Saffron. What was it, mm-hmm. man? I won't get too deep into it because that's not the topic of the show, but Project Saffron is a very... A new effort that we have to reach out to one country that has so many people, virtually no bronies, and that's India. We looked all across the internet, we look at many communities. Brony census only recorded two Indian bronies respond to the survey, and we found 
two and and because you know they are a survey they maintain confidentiality we can't ask them for contact but we looked further towards uh other parts of the brony fandom on the internet we looked at a place called film fiction Mm -hmm. and we found two indian bronies there and they both of them are you know i mean i don't mean any of i don't mean any offense to them they're great people we got in touch with them we talked to them but they are pretty much occupied with their lives they're they're working professionals Mm -hmm. and some of them are not comfortable with having being a brony associated with their identity in real life and a lot of us can relate to that you know given how difficult it is to open up as a brony in some some communities. So if I do understand right, Project Saffron is your initiative to reach out to the Indian bronies? Yes, to try and tap into the Indian brony community and two main two main things really. To reach out to the fa- brony fandom of India and the second step is to connect this fandom with the global brony fandom as we know it. To sites that serve the global brony community like Equestria mm-hmm. Daily, Derpy Boru, uh, places like this that that actually have brought bronies together from all across the world. And I'm pretty sure there are a lot of these. But the thing is, we've also identified that India has its own problems. Language barriers are one of them. And it's not... It's, the English penetration is one thing, but India has over 20 official languages, if I'm not mistaken, yes. from Telugu to Urdu to Tamil to Hindi to Gujarati. It's a lot of languages. And some of these languages have their own scripts. Meaning that just because you can write in Devangari doesn't mean you can write in Tamil script. So that's the problem right there. India faces this issue because there's Gujarati script, there's Tamil script, there's so many. But so, um, you started a website called Project Saffron? Yeah, it's projectsaffron.org. And uh, the way we plan to do this is in three main things. First of all, the internet. Mm -hmm. The internet is where most of us gathered and the Brony fandom is attributed to being born of the internet. So therefore, we've created social groups on multiple platforms, namely WhatsApp, Skype, Discord, Facebook, and also a Hike. Mm. Hike is actually a homegrown Indian chat application that has a lot of uses in India. So we're seeing if anybody's there. We haven't gotten much of a bite on Hike, but we've gotten some people who've joined Telegram and Discord. So that, that's uh, some progress there. But uh, the second place that we want to really reach out is that the fact that everything that we've just talked about, applies to every fandom and community in the world. That if you want to reach out to them, you use the internet. True. But we need something that really appeals to them and tells them this is a brony group and this is where bronies unite. So to do that, we studied our own convention as to how we brought people together. And that lies in our mascots, the five of our mascots being Tammy, Indonesti, Rosa Blossom Heart, Kwan Kao, and Pearlshine. And they all represent a country each. Mm. So therefore... As a gift from Project Sea Ponycon to the Bronies of India, we designed Saffron Showers. You can find her on our website as a mascot for the Bronies of India. And she looks cute and beautiful. Like, that, that was awesome, man. We've even got a bio written up for her that is, uh, you know, it's a fun thing. She's, uh, it, we, we tried to give her a very special, funky personality that fits into uh, Indian culture. Mm. So what she is, she is, she has an excellent sense of smell. She can pick spices for you, but she can't cook. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually the personality we gave oh, her oh. and here's another fun fact we actually designed her before Saffron Masala premiered oh, on the show we've been wow. working on this for a long time yeah so she actually was named Saffron before Saffron Masala was in oh, the show wow. because I was I was gonna <laughs> say that hey Dan, did you, you remember Saffron Masala she, she was in the show yeah and uh, a Coriander Cumin yeah, as well yeah. and I remember those ponies the thing is that when she came out, I was like, oh gosh, wait a minute. 
<laughs> but we still maintain that she's our gift to India. And uh, we want her to be that rallying point where now we've get, we're getting some fan art as well, people to draw her and post her up and hopefully tag Project Saffron into the mix so that, you see, we're not concerned with our convention name not being up for this. The idea of this is to push her as a, a pony for the bronies of India to rally around. Mm-hmm. And if they can do it, then we'll be more than happy to welcome them into our community. Oh, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. And like mm-hmm. getting more people or, you know, honestly... It's just sharing the love of the ponies. Good luck with Project Saffron. I'm sure that there's a lot of Indian bronies. You know what? If I were to check my MBS show um, analytics for the YouTubes, I'm sure Indian bronies are there. I'm sure they're listening to this podcast right now. And yeah, for, if you're from India and you're listening to this right now, go check out projectsaffron.org. It's dense. <laughs> it's dense gift to you guys. And uh, it's not my gift. It's Project C Ponycon's gift. So moving on to the timeline event, because uh, if we were just to go on random, like we, we would talk about for these four hours. But anyway, uh, next <laughs> next thing on the timeline was that show. Uh, that show, yeah, yes. That show. It was also a creator's panel in yeah, a way, yeah. yes. Yeah. It was it was pretty boring, I understand, right? I, I saw a lot of people yawning and trying to go to sleep. Uh, no, no, that's called the post lunch shift. <laughs> 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 so um, yeah, it was the NBA shows panel, um, fe- featuring myself and how to be a content creator. Yay! Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is really uh, you see, I never thought my YouTube certified training would come in handy during this con, <laughs> but it did. Yeah, yeah, it did, it did. It did. <laughs> and I, I hope it wasn't too complicated. Did you understand oh, yeah, I did, what I, I did. explained? I did. The, the help, help hero content uh, thing. Yeah, Th- those are interesting things that YouTube taught us when we went for training under them, and it's quite. You know, when, when you start to take a step back and study other YouTube mm-hmm. channels and you realize, yeah, this is actually really oh, yeah, relevant. It is, it is. Especially the facts that you mentioned. Okay, um, folks at home who are listening to this now, uh, the, whatchamacallit, panel is up. I edited it and it's up on the MBS show and uh, Twitter. Sorry, not Twitter. Um, iTunes and Stitch Radio is up there. Go take a listen. And if you want to see my ugly mug, it's on the YouTube. So, yay. Uh, but, you know, honestly, uh, from my point of view... It was fun to see a full room of people sitting there being captive by me and not being able to escape. <laughs> <laughs> One door! <laughs> yes, and I barred it. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> but, you know, honestly, it was nice of them to stick around. It was really fun. And, oh man, having you there then was a lifesaver because uh, you added a few, what was the word I would like to call? MSG. MSG? <laughs> yes, Ajinamoto. Oh, MSG. Flavor, flavor. Flavor to the uh, panel because me and uh, Jewel had this full, uh, had this rehearsal going on and in hindsight, uh, we should have brought more to it rather than some crappy slight panel thing. (laughs) But, you know, honestly, um, okay, I understand the panel was not great. Yeah, it was fun. It was it was good insight into. I think you did a good job giving an insight into creators who want to start. You see, um, what a lot of the panels in this con did was actually give insight into the creators themselves. Mm-hmm. But your panel actually managed to give a better insight to those who want to create, and that is something that you managed to fill that gap. And I think that kind oh, of balanced a lot of that, things that's out. That's good, but I, I was I was hoping for more Q and A, so that didn't really pan out. Like, I'm guessing that. When you say content creation, it's one of those things where you're not interested. Like, I'd rather be a consumer than a creator. Ah, I see. 
panel was okay, but the Q&A section was very little and I was a bit disappointed with that. Again, post-lunch day. Yeah, yeah true that, true that. But uh, let's move on from my uh, disappointment and move on to my other disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> and that was Fiesta's Fighting Herds. So uh, what this is, uh, it's a, well... Fighting, yeah, fighting game. game tournament panel thingy, whatever they wanted to call themselves. And and did you I play? I did. I did. I was number three. Ah. Oh, yeah. wow. Yes. Who are you up against? Uh, I forgot. Uh, I, I really forgot. Like, I don't remember faces. So, anywho, okay. um, this was done by Terrence and... was it? Tice. Uh, uh, it was Tice and Ahmed DB. Yeah. And it was organized for the most part by Ahmed. Uh, Tice was yeah, helping and out. I remember, right? Ty- Tyler helped out, right? Like, he was involved. Yeah, Tyler. Tyson's yeah. Tyler, yeah. So, Same yeah. nickname. So he was there, he was doing the whole thing and it, it was fun. It was fun. It was it was kind of Osaka's Jack's thing, but different. And in all honesty, I wish they had the whole bracket tournament where uh, it wasn't like Evo, you know, like tournament stuff. Yeah, they, they, if we had more time to plan out, we would have totally given yeah, them a chance to do a bracket tournament. And the thing is, here's the fun part. Like Tyler handed me the mic <laughs> during this. And he was like, do some commentary. I was like, I don't know anything about yeah. fighting games. All I know is that when it glows blue, you hit the check <laughs> button. That's all I know about yeah. this. I don't know what's heavy. I don't know what's light. I don't know how to jump. I just know that. And I was just like, uh, okay, I'm going to try this. Make stuff up, man. You're the hype man. You're supposed to make stuff up and be a hype man. Okay. Oh. No, the thing is, I can be a hype man, but there's a difference between hyping the crowd and hyping myself. <laughs> so, um, so, tournament happened. I was number three. And I went in, like, I went in thinking that, okay, I want to do well because I want to go move into the bracket. And then I saw okay. the result. Oh, it's a uh, single limb and there's, yeah, there's nothing, limb, yes. nothing to it. So, okay, mm-hmm. um, I just went in thinking that, you know what? I am going to give them a show. Ah. So I went in trying to do my best. And by the way, um, I play this game on a PlayStation 4 controller. I was handed a Xbox One controller. And um, the, what you call this, button layout was a bit different from mine. Yeah. I'm just yeah, calling Johns. I'm just calling Johns. So, okay. the thing is, playing it was fun. And what did I do? You played Oleander, no, I, didn't I you? I played um, yeah, Arizona. Arizona. And here's the thing. Right. I hyped the crowd by taunting my opponent. <laughs> All right, you were the Arizona Mirror Match. Yeah, first Arizona Mirror Match. I I taunted and like you could hear the audience pop like yo. <laughs> because I I was wondering, you see, a lot of people played uh, Oleander and uh, Tianhuo, mm. but very few actually played Arizona, which was like I said, oh, this is an Arizona match. This actually was one of the more entertaining yeah, ones. And, uh, like I I remember uh, getting to uh, tiebreaker. That that was fun. Like just hearing the cop, the crowd pop and whatnot, and ah uh, and yeah, just. The I th- I think only the first round someone played Pom and then uh, only two people played uh, Paprika but like uh, you know it, the, the the whole match was really a lot of Oleander yeah, a lot of Tianhu because but like, Rainbow Dash and Rarity mm-hmm. are fun like Rarity does keep mm-hmm. away that uh, Rainbow Dash does a lot of uh, air stuff and yeah mm-hmm. I mean wait isn't isn't Oleander Twilight uh, Oleander the book. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Twilight, isn't it? That, yeah, yeah, that yeah. is Twilight. That is Twilight. Like, oh man. Uh, can't remember who was it. Uh, Ember. What? Well, no, no, not Ember. What the heck was her name? Uh, for the rarity one. Uh, Velvet. <laughs> Sorry. Velvet. Yes, Velvet, Velvet is Velvet. also a keep away. It's like, yeah, Velvet's not. 
Oh, by the way, range attack. Oh, by the way, fun fact. Um, for them fighting hurts, I was a backer. Ah, yep, nice. I was involved in this, some shape or form. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, uh, yeah that, that was fun. That was fun. So, moving on, we had Singapore style. Yeah, this was okay. We actually didn't prepare for this at all, but that was part of the mm. fun. It was supposed to be a spontaneous improv thing where what we did, we 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 wanted to do this since two thousand and fourteen, way back during Cantalot University. Mm-hmm. It was basically we mute a clip from MLP uh, and we try to do it in the most local way possible. So Singapore was going to be Singaporean. And we're thinking about how to do this. And uh, okay, we had practice rounds all the way back in 2014 and 2015 that got incredibly vulgar because, uh, you know, that's the kind of nature of Hokkien when you speak it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it kind of tends to get vulgar. So when we, when we did it in... Uh, when we had brought out all the Hokkien stuff, all the curse words started coming out. We were like, okay, no, it's not going to work. We got to cancel. Eventually, it was dropped by the con chair from Can You. Then now we decided we can revive it if we learn to control ourselves. Or control the audience or whoever you pick it up. But the, con- but, the, but the self-control was so difficult that I was frozen when I got it. I was like, I've got to try not to swear. I've got to remember not to swear. But <laughs> come out, I was like, okay, we can't do this. That's when Mr. Mister and Zayer, they came up and like, can we try? And I'm like, yeah, why didn't I think of this? Why didn't I think of giving the Singaporeans the mic in the first place? <laughs> and they nailed it. It was just asking for chicken nuggets. <laughs> I remember just it just got so spontaneous and I loved it. That was exactly what we were aiming oh, for. Man, those kind of things are fun. Like <laughs> those kind of things you won't see at the bigger cons because Oh yes, you do. You see them in the form of whose uh, line yeah, but games. See, those are all what you call this. Scripted, I, I guess you could say it's almost the same. They're not scripted; they're no, improv. Right, yeah. But I like, mean, this is a localized yeah. one. Yeah. yeah, I guess. I guess. So PMV. Oh, those those PMV are awesome, man! Like forty-five minutes of PMV. Woo. Like you know, some people would think, "Hey, forty-five minutes of PMV—that's heavy." If I kind of saw this on other con schedules, I'll be like, "Just give me the list. I'll watch it in my own time and do something else." But no, this is a single line con. This is a single. This is a linear con. <laughs> you watch this with us, and darn. I have no regrets. Cat did such a great job putting them together, and they made some. They put some of the most fun PMVs in that, including a premiere of a PMV by Jared Feng, who is um, with the Collaboratory. So that was really an honor to have that at the con. And a lot of the PMVs, some of them were household PMVs, like uh, the Chong Kai Sing <laughs> one that was done by uh, Sam Studio. <laughs> That's some of these are real household PMVs, and we love them. And it was just. One of the things is that the PMV community has always amazed people, like, it's like especially people like Cat and Jack DC ninety three, who put together really uplifting, happy PMVs. You know, they pick everyone, they pick anyone up. And uh, Tridashi was there too with his stuff. So yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, during the creators Q and A that was coming, that was right after that, we had four amazing artists. We had Dust Space Pony, who's Cat, who put together mm-hmm. the showcase. We had Yudhai Kaledai, who is known for his work on. The Sims, uh, you know, the ponies, you know, it's just the pony version of The Sims. And then we had Tridashi, known for his work on Friendship is Musical, and also some newer ones like Pony Girl. And PSFMer, who has been doing a lot of uh, source filmmaker work with MLP. And in fact, recently, if you check the Discord server for the con, he designed Temi in SFM. Oh, that's cool. Okay, I don't know if it's SFM, but a use one that's usable in FF SFM because I think he used something else yeah, to design the remember. character itself. But yeah, he did it. Yes, remember. but still, uh, those things are awesome, especially with the Q and A, and they live stream their thing, man. Like we could have live stream our thing. Yeah, you could have because here's the thing: the did you buy a SIM card no, in Singapore? Eric did. I mean, uh, Jewel did. <laughs> 
Yes, if you if you buy a SIM card in Singapore, like the starter packs for tourists come with 100 gigs of data you have to use in seven yeah. days. Wow. So what do? It's one of those cases where even if I did live stream, my audience are mostly Westerners and they're probably in bed. <laughs> We're doing my panel <laughs> at what, two? So there's, uh, there's two a- <laughs> Two in the morning for Nobody's them. Nobody's going to yeah. watch that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they, they did such a great job at that Q&A. I learned so much from them. And uh, shout out to Yudai because he helped Tridashi, who is not very good in English. Like, as much as you see Tridashi talking a lot, tweeting in English, Discord in English, whole Discord server in English, he speaks, he's from a town called Bogor in Indonesia, which is not even in Jakarta. Mm. And, uh, you know, he speaks mostly uh, Bahasa mm. Indonesia. So the thing is, him making an effort to do this. And the thing is, Osaka Jack actually stepped up and said he actually picked up English faster than some of his own students. And that was a really great effort from Tridashi to appear in front of a crowd despite his shyness and his lack of English to speak on a panel like that. And I really have to thank him for it. I I think uh, in Tridashi's case, it's one of those scenarios where over here in Malaysia, we have really good students who really get their um, A-levels like getting English A, A in English in their A levels or O levels, whatever it is you want to call. Like we we have our SPMs, that's what we call. Yep. Like getting full A's in English, and when you hear them talk, oh my goodness, what happened? Yeah, it's like they they don't have good oral skills. Yeah, they just only read. Uh, sorry, they just only read and understand and write. But speaking, mm-hmm. oh, uh, my my favorite excuse is, oh, I, I'm shy. If I make a mistake, like oh, I don't want to make a mistake. Yeah. I'll be embarrassed. Like, eh, eh. But Tridashi got over that, and I really, because really appreciate how much effort he put yeah, into true. it. I mean, uh, even for us, like when we first jump into this world of uh, podcasting, we mm-hmm. <laughs> no, 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 wrong, wrong, wrong. You because you had trouble shutting me <laughs> up. <laughs> no, 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 I mean, <laughs> I remember being uh, just remembering our first episode for this podcast. It's like, oh wow. Uh, we have to be clean. We have to be really professional. And look at us now. Where, where are we? We 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 what? We're almost recording for one hour thirty. And yeah, like we have been any, we're almost to the end. But still, dang. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we. I mean, uh, this show has loosened up a lot in terms of how we do stuff, and uh, the discipline for. Well, I won't say discipline. We we just loosened up a bit more and we had more fun. Like if we're not having fun, there's no point doing it, right? Yep, I kind of agree with that. And same thing goes for Sea Pony Con. And sometimes I do feel this uh this kind of crunch where it's like, why am I doing this? Do I really enjoy it? But having so many people come and be happy at this con was just like telling me the opposite. Just like you know, keep yeah. doing it. That's exactly why yeah, you yeah, do that's it. That's the thing. Like, that feeling of uh, the achievement. That feeling of greatness when somebody says that they enjoy your stuff like i feel that man like even for the mbs show uh even when somebody says oh i i enjoy listening to your podcast like i like it so much like it's one of those things that give those spider thing spider senses things spider yeah, sense spider spider senses, senses. pinky sense the tingling yeah that's why i like it man like it, it pinky sense tm <laughs> yeah. uh it gives me that feeling of i achieved something i made someone's day yay so anywho, um, after that it was roast the uh, roast of the cockpit, which is you guys. It was it was a, it was mm-hmm. a pretty nice roast, and in the end it became uh, petting you guys' head, like oh you guys did a great job, except for this one. 
Now, the thing about Rose the Cockpit is that, okay, one, why it's called Rose the Cockpit is because it's, again, in the theme of the flight, in the theme of flight that we actually kept mm. from last year, we, we actually call the admin group, this three of us, the <laughs> cockpit. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm flying captain as a first officer, Nighty, and then Daryl is the flight engineer in the back. That's how we kind of look at ourselves. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, last year, it kind of delved into a self, uh, self-roast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It kind of just got into a self-roast because we ended up just roasting yeah. ourselves up there. saying Like how when I got my SSD <laughs> for my laptop, I switched it in without shutting it oh. down because I was so excited. Computer was still running full force. I yanked the HDD out and I pushed the SSD in. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> but still, but still. And uh, that, that was something to experience. Like we couldn't really talk to you guys about it because it's a experience that you need to be part of. And then... It is, it is indeed. And it's also because um, why we do this is really to let you all have fun with us by shooting everything that you've had, every qualm, every uh, dissatisfaction you had with the con. And uh, people are just trying to find fault with us. Like how Tyler was saying that, you, Daniel, you said you're addicted to running cons and we are your enablers. <laughs> I was like, when's the Breaking Bad intro going to start playing? Yeah, oh my god, that was so much fun. When he was saying that and then suddenly uh, Nighty pulled you back and made you sit down. <laughs> yeah, and that's like, I thought, it was the, I, thought I pulled no, him back. I don't remember. All I remember is Tyler said that and you, you you had to be sit down and like, oh yeah, this is an intervention. Right? Yeah, he had to sit me down yeah, for it. This yeah. is an intervention, man. Like, you, you had a problem. Yeah, how well, yeah, was that? I was, I was this an intervention and then when is, when is the Breaking Bad theme going to start playing? <laughs> oh yeah, but it was fun. It was fun. It's always fun to do this because we really want to know what we did right, what we did wrong. And we got people who tweeted in saying things like, Why is the venue look like a motel? First <laughs> of all if you're tw- if if you're first of all if you're tweeting in, why are you tweeting in? Come here and tell it to our face. That's why we have Rose the Cockpit. Second is it's really I mean, I have to address this publicly. It's all that we could afford this year. We are still in debt from twenty seventeen. We still have not finished paying the bills. So because of that, this is all we could afford this year. It was so close to not happening. In fact, I've some people on, uh, not the core team, but the bigger team of people who helped us out for this con actually asked me to sit down and really think, should I be doing this this year or not? Or should I really just keep the money and try to do something better next year rather than waste it on doing a small con at this resort that is questionably in the, mid, in the mm. southwest of Singapore near the industrial area, which seems like yeah, a weird true. place. So I said, I have no regrets doing this. This is really what I wanted to do. And I, no, no, I even said this even before the con. I said, I have no regrets doing this. This is something I want to do. And I think it's going to be great. And if it's not great, then well, maybe this is where we end our journey. But that's obviously not the case. It was great. Everyone had fun. And um, while we can't say for sure if our journey goes on, but we always say this, that we will always be around as a community, perhaps not as a convention, but as a community. And in all honesty, right, um, I, I think this is quote unquote a learning experience for you because uh, instead of going big you could go small like this works somehow this convention works for its thing you see we wanted to talk about going big last year because the cons in this region are small mm. well what if we could make a bigger one that's what we wanted to do we realized that maybe that's not exactly what this region yeah, wants I mean, in all honesty as much as i want i want it to become like um comic fiesta or uh, no, 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 thanks. Comic Fiesta is too big for no, this I mean, size. But I said, like, I, if I want... <laughs> sorry. Um, I, I want it to be like Comic Fiesta or uh, AMG. What was it called? Like, uh, Animangaki. Yeah, Expo, whatever it is. Like, yeah. like I, I want it to be that size. But I know that 
over here in Southeast Asia, our fandom is not that strong. It's lucky. It isn't, but also the thing is, uh, on that line, I wouldn't want it to be like Comic Fiesta. I don't want it to become uh, painful to attend and dif- difficult to attend. And if it does become that big, like, I mean, I wanted it to be big, like 800 people big, not 8,000 people big. Like, 800 people big would be just right. 8,000 people big would be a difficult thing to do because when you are at a scale of something like BronyCon or further up than that, the intimacy of the convention is lost in that big mass number. So we didn't aim for a, gi- a gargantuan con. We wanted a big con, but not a, no, a giant con. But, but back to the point I was saying, uh, Project Con, it felt right. Like, the small convention setting, everybody kind of... You mean sorry, Fiesta? Uh, well, yeah, Fiesta, because I'm just reading this thing and it says project. Okay. <laughs> yeah, my bad, sorry. Uh, now, uh, if you're referring to it, project actually has two things it refers to. It refers to last year's con and also refers to us uh, as the community. Okay. Yeah, sorry about that. So, Fiesta. Like, Fiesta was awesome. Uh, the smallest kind of helped it, really. Because, well, uh, besides the monetary value uh, in terms of how you handle the con, that's besides the point. Uh, everybody was in a tight niche and everybody kind of knew everybody even though me have bad memory in remembering names but yeah getting to talk to people like you don't really uh, normally talk to that was fun and people approaching you because well you're kind of a somebody so that's cool and also you know you talk about not being able to recognize people that's why we have badges but the problem is nobody really wants to talk to me because uh I mean, I have badges, and that's why that's why our badge this year, uh, last year, our badges were themed to look like boarding passes this year. It's just, hi, my name is, and then yeah. blank. Because we just wanted to have that really loose feel of everyone being friends with each other. And the, the badge is just such a bright, like our attendee badge was basically a, uh, the sunshine badge, which was like a, a picture of a sun. Our uh, panelist badge was a beach ball. And these are all really fun, look, fun little things that we incorporate into our convention theme for the year which is very summer luau yeah. party themed so we incorporated all of these fun little things into our badges as uh you know we just want it to be like when you see it it just makes you smile brightens up your day kind of thing and uh, i think we kind of you know as much as some people may not have directly noticed it it's just a little yeah. detail that probably, probably contributes I, to I its general happiness it because i wasn't really paying attention to it yeah but those little details are fun like yeah those little details are fun especially if somebody just notice the MBS shows thing, like especially if the early episode. Yeah, um, if you notice the laptop that I was using in the uh, early episodes, that was a MacBook Pro, and then later on it was a normal gaming laptop. So those little details does kind of you know. Yeah, normal my <laughs> foot. <laughs> but no, those things are fun. Like those little details make the. Uh, well, my podcast awesome, your convention awesome, and so on. Like, and then at CiponyCon, you're using an edgy gaming laptop. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> no. so here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, I remember lugging that beast around. Um, Buck, Buck 2014. I remember lugging that thing around, and just imagine you have to travel from well, for me, uh, Johor Bahru to Kuala Lumpur. And that's one gate you need to pull out your laptop for scanning. Yep. Now, from Kuala Lumpur to Dubai, that's another thing you have to pull out. And I think if you're traveling international, there's two gates to to pull out your laptop. 
Yes. So you know what? Correct. I'm just gonna say I've learned my lesson and I do not want to do that again. I rather have what Nike has, a uh what you call Surface, Surface Pro, whatever it is. Surface book. Here's the fun thing is that after the con, we kinda had had uh Rainbow Six Siege installed on mm-hmm. a hard drive. Now we put it on my laptop and we were, uh, my laptop has it installed on the mm-hmm. internal drive, so Daryl was playing around with it. And then we plugged this drive into 90 Surface and it achieved higher frame rates than that big laptop of mine. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, well. I'm like, okay, when is the Surface going to explode? <laughs> oh, boys. But, uh, you know. Because he's got, like, he's got a 10 series in that thing, so darn. Oh, well. But anyway, anyway um, I, I think that's about it. Like for the convention... Honestly, then you did a good job. You and your crew really did a good job for the convention. And it was an experience. Like, I would say mm-hmm. I would love to attend another one if you guys are planning on doing it again. Well, two weeks' time, it's going to be Friendship Express in Kuala oh. Lumpur. So, you know, that's a, and it's not completely by me. This is by uh, mm-hmm. Charlie, former member of the mm-hmm. show as well. And that is going to be another interesting con. But, we also have to tell you, and on the record, this is most likely their last installment. Uh, it, it seems that way. And you know what? I'm not going to say anything because the writings are on the wall with how the Pony fandom is going. And honestly, I'm a bit worried how this show is going to go. But you know what? Mm-hmm. I'll cross that bridge when I cross it. And I'll just do whatever I'm doing right now. Because you know what? The NBA show has never been that kind of thing where it's following the trend. We we have been cycling along our own groove. Like, people are doing... Yeah, you you dance to the beat of your own drum. That's okay. what they say about Pinkie Pie's personality. That's one of the first lines I actually saw when getting into this show. And I went to themyslepony.com and it was like, this is Pinkie Pie. She dances to the beat of her own drum. Oh, yes, <laughs> my pony. Yeah. And here's it. I hadn't, wa- I hadn't watched a single episode yet. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, my yeah. pony. Oh, well, next, next, probably I should do something for uh, the next week's con, two weeks from now, con probably, whatever. Maybe I should do something, how you've been in the show and stuff. Invite you again. <laughs> yeah, it'll be fun to have something go on. It, it, may get, it may be a bit of an emotional convention because it's always hard to, you know, close the book mm. on a con. See, in 2016, the last installment of the Friendship mm. Express, there was no announcement that it would be mm-hmm. the last. And uh, it was fun despite the challenges such as the political situation of the country uh-huh. during that time. We still had a lot of fun during that con and people did fly in from overseas to be a part of that con. And while it's different from Pony Con, it's not that one con is better than the other. The Friendship Express has its own unique feel that made it just true. itself. There is, there's no other convention in the world that can replace the Friendship yeah, Express. True, no. <laughs> and knowing that and walking into that hall on the 17th, knowing that this could be the last time that this convention... Ha- it is probably the last time. Like, you know, you, you, you can't even say really a probably anymore. It's, pro- it's quite final that that's the last time that the convention is happening. Is that you actually feel this little... It's, it kind of dampens the mood a little. But at the same time, you always remember that that con is... You're going to live up that. You're going to live it up at yeah, the con. You're just going to say that I've been there. Like, I've been to that con. And I have enjoyed myself. And yeah... What, Buck? Hmm? Buck? No, no, no. I mean, uh, for TFE. Oh, for TFE. Okay, and also okay. Buck. Buck was no, I mean, something I did too. I'm, yeah. 
and then I'm sure that the same kind of sentiment is going to be replicated next year at BronyCon because that's going to be their mm-hmm. last one as well. But hey, uh, there's future us's problem. So so yeah, it, no 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 no. Okay, if you're listening to this and you want some practice about how you're gonna feel at BronyCon, just come over to Tenshi <laughs> Express Ten Ringgit per entry. Yeah yeah. <laughs> next no week happening next week Kuala Lumpur in a, it's not exactly in Kuala Lumpur it's actually in Bandar Sunway it's in a place called Recess in Sunway Geo Mall 17 to 18 November tickets are 10 ringgit per person for both days also um, the previous venue that was announced which is Works Ground has closed so therefore we've moved it to yeah, Recess the, as Charlie likes to say it it's not working anymore <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, I joked with people and saying that the Friendship Express, if it were a magic card, it would be death touch. It would have death touch. Because uh, in 2015, it was held at SS2 Mall, Petaling Jaya. One week after the con, that mall closed for good. Uh, last, uh, 2016, it was held at, um, it was a place called, uh, what the heck, what the heck was the uh, name of that place? Uh, what was it again? Something, 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 Dark Side. Yeah. Uh, make space. It was make space. Uh, make space was uh, in Kuala Lumpur. This was really a real bona fide Kuala Lumpur venue, mm-hmm. by the way. It was on Jalan Sultan Ismail, and uh, that one, as of this year, we went to look at it again, and then it's just permanently closed. And like, no. And then we booked. And then uh, the works ground was booked for the con. They got it confirmed, signed, and everything. And then suddenly it was like, we're oh, closing. God. Oh, and it's like it's getting even closer. Like now, it closed before the con. To oh, place, con. so the con had to move. Yeah. That that's not nice, but yeah, it's become a running gag with the yeah, Friendship I, Express I, that it's got a, it's got a death touch. No, if no. we host your con I, there, you're gonna see that venue close. Uh, I think um, Jewel mentioned he, he got something better. Uh, destroy Target Land. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we were like we were like looking at all those uh, interesting things that magic cards yeah. could be. Oh, TFE, he went to this place location. Destroy Target location. Boom. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, Friendship Express is going to be... Uh, I think we're going to get a bit emotional this year. Malaysia had uh, an interesting run with Pony Conventions. It had an interesting history with Pony Conventions. And Pony events in general, like even the MBS show's first and second anniversary events that we held, they were really rocky and oh, bumpy yeah. events. But they were oh, yeah. fun. I mean, they were still the, fun. Those those, play, <laughs> sorry, those uh, events were kind of rocky at best. Like, they're stuff. But I have to admit that a lot of things that happened during those events, as much as some people really repulsed by it, they actually helped us at Project C PonyCon kind of like learn the ropes. Yeah. And Friendship Express, um, the Cloudsdale Splash, all these cons really built up towards Project C PonyCon because they showed us the ropes of event organization. I mean, people say it's like, oh God. You know what? Uh, That'd be a topic for another day. Maybe we'll talk (laughs) about uh, conventions and stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Topic another day. Topic another day. Yeah. But anywho, thank you once again, Dan, for coming on and thank you for creating a awesome panel. Sorry, no, not panel. I mean, um, <laughs> awesome convention. Yes. Hey, dude, your panel was uh, awesome you, as you, well. You so kind. yeah, it counts both you, you're ways. You're too kind. So anywho, if you guys have any questions, concerns, or suggestions for the show, you can contact us at thembsgmail.com. You can also reach us on the Twitters. You, the show's Twitter account is at show. My Twitter account is at Norman Sanzo and Dan, where can the good people find you? Okay, I'm going to plug my con first. So uh, you can follow us at CPonyCon on Twitter. That is S-E-A-P-O-N-Y-C-O-N. Our website is not updated as of now, so CPonyCon.com doesn't have much on it. But uh, we have communities. We are on Discord.CPonyCon.com if you want to join our Discord server. 
And we also have um, our website, which you can go to called about.cponycon.com, where you can actually see our other communities, where we are actually not very active in some of these. We have uh, we have an Amino, we have a GitHub community, we have an Xbox Live Club. We have a lot of these things that we don't really fill with action. But, you know, if we want somewhere to gather and you want to like take the lead with it, yeah, just come on, hop on in and stuff. We won't Discord. get mad at you. I, I really recommend Discord because Discord's active. Yeah, Discord is the main place where we really want to keep all that. Even as we speak, new messages are coming in. Mm-hmm. And the other thing about that is, uh, what do you call it? We have the. We also created Discord's for a Discord server for Project Saffron. You can find out more about Project Saffron at projectsaffron.org. It's not projectsaffron.com because we couldn't buy that in time. Oh, no. It's it's yeah. It's a bit upsetting that we couldn't grab projectsaffron.com in time. We really wanted projectsaffron.com, but we couldn't get it. But anyway, projectsaffron.org is where you can find uh, the links to our groups and also the reference sheet for Saffron Showers. Ah, cool. And for myself, I'm St. Pinky on Twitter and on uh, most of the other social media outlets, though I'm most active on Twitter. So I'm S-T-P-I-N-K-I-E on Twitter. And uh, for CPonyCon, you know, every other social network, uh, facebook.com slash CPonyCon, instagram.com slash CPonyCon, they're all all over these places. I, I just go there to get your fix on the, the well, whatever Dan has to say and whatever, what you might call this, CPonyCon uh, or Project CPonyCon has to say. And you mentioned about Twitters, right? Um, I saw that um, Kelly liked the uh, tweet I did um, for the panel thingy, uh, for her panel thingy. It was really fun. Like, just ah. looking... Well, what did you write uh, in that at one? At MBS show, at MBS show, listening to at Kelly Sheridan, we voice at uh, CPonyCon, and it's pretty awesome interview stuff, yeah. Yeah, she likes a lot of our tweets, and um, she actually really liked the Sea Pony Starlight Glimmer that was commissioned for oh, this con. Yeah. So shout out to Nighty for commissioning it from uh, Jr. For that, it was really pretty. It was really cute, and she felt that she was like you know Sea Pony Starlight is the cutest <laughs> yeah, starlight. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's <laughs> canon too. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, if you guys could do a Trixie, you could have best friend road trip again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, um, also, uh, and also please subscribe and rate us on iTunes, YouTube. Don't forget to press the bell icon to stay up to date and stitch your radio and also like our Facebook page. You can also catch us on polyvrive.com. Links are in the show notes. Also, we have this thing called the Review and Discussion Podcast on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Uh, over there, you catch me, Silver Quill, Sapphire Heart Song, reviewing pony episodes, comics, movies, specials, whatever. And also, we like to do other things, uh, branching out, you know, to do other stuff. Yay. Um, Miracle City Debug is one thing that we like to do. Uh, talking about video games is another one. Overwatch is fun. Go play it. And Rainbow Six sounds fun too, ain't it, Dan? Oh yes. <laughs> you know, maybe maybe we should maybe we should do like a R six review because I don't know, just on Kotaku recently they have this uh, thing that they're gonna update the oh. game and it's gonna be a lot of changes because uh, they need to remove references to gambling oh, in the yeah. game. I mean, like, where's the where's the reference to gambling? The loot box? No, they're gonna re- remove the slot <laughs> machines from the club, which are not functional. They can just be destroyed yeah. by C4 and shit. <laughs> reasons, reasons. We did, we have discussion on that later. <laughs> so, anywho, um, if you would like to support the show, you can do so at Patreon.com. With every support, you'll get a week early access to the review and discussion podcast exclusive and deleted content. And a huge thank you from me. Talking about the thank yous, I'd like to thank myself, like Amy, Charles, Lucky Knight, Tristan, Starstream, Lurker Cat, and also Jeffrey. Thank you so much, guys, for the awesome support. You're great. 
So, anywho, I have been Norman Sanzo. Cheers, I'm Daniel Anthony. And we'll guys catch you next week with another fun episode of the Mias Show. See ya. And don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, it's Canon now. Yeah.